0: It's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old winners. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are foggy. I understand.
1: Come on, take
2: it quickly, reggae! No! big match. money's in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about
0: this by the time we get by the way. Sorry.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 224 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Jack Harper, Tom Kennett and Alex Jones. As far as I'm aware, we do have Alex for the duration this time and we do have, uh, well, we have Jack here. We didn't have him last Thursday, so everyone back in business. Um, A little later, I'll ask TK and Alex their picks. For the Movie Madness semi-finals that are coming up on Friday but before then we have news of the week we have plenty of football talk and then we'll be talking about the pound for pound great Jake Paul before he tackles Ben Askren this weekend so news of the week not too much Helen Mirren says she chased away a bear while quarantining in Nevada <laughs>
1: I can believe that 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 woman has got that in her.
0: Um, Mirror admirer. Yeah,
1: I would have backed um, Judi Dench, not Helen. <laughs> um. Now, now that would be a match up. Dench versus. A, oh, that's a clash of titans there. <laughs>
0: um.
2: Family sues after California man dies in taco eating contest. <laughs>
0: I've I've got this image of it being like The Simpsons when Red eats that steak right <laughs> over his truck. It just I like gets towards, it just finishes the competition, and just just stops existing.
2: I'm I'm sure that story's less interesting when you click into the headline, but the image of him going on to his like 28th taco and everyone,
3: can, you can't do it. It's too much. <laughs> I think, no, I've got to. <laughs> These cowards suing. He knew what he was getting into.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, woman finds out son's bride is a long-lost daughter on their wedding day.
0: All this. But they, they were adopted, wasn't it? So it was still kind of okay.
2: Well, that's why we don't read past the headline.
1: <laughs> um, I don't like how quickly Jack was looking for the justification to make <laughs> that
0: scenario. <okay. laughs> <laughs> up has got to me. It's all this... Just put right in front of your eyes all the time, isn't it? Like this is an
3: incest to be 100 percent genuine or nothing
1: at all. Thank, yeah, you. thank but, you very much. Um, right, so um, you saw you saw one series of Game of Thrones. Do you know? Like, yeah, I want me some of that.
0: <laughs> We're one step away from adopted bride stuck in sink.
1: <laughs>
2: woman thought she was passing kidney stone in toilet, but she was actually having a baby.
1: Ugh. nice like I, I significant difference <laughs> I, I've got a friend who's a paramedic and uh, sorry not but well she's a paramedic now but before that she worked in the the call the call, uh, the call uh, station yeah. for the, yeah. the emergency services and some of the stories she has told me like she the example of one which you is, mean to tell you know, me she's very, breaking confidentiality <laughs> well it's not really confidentiality she just wow. said, she had she had a woman she had a woman phone her up. And she was on the toilet, thought she was going for the toilet, and ended up giving birth. I mean, like, how do you not know? How do you not know? How, how is it that <laughs> I you've gotten that? Know. Far. I've been sat on there before and felt like I've given birth.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: far
1: as had <I> triplets
0: before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Austrian man fined for farting on police has sentence reduced on appeal. <laughs>
0: I'd love to hear
3: that court case. I'd love to know what it's been reduced to. What was, what was it? <laughs> um, man goes on first
2: date with a woman. She brings 23 family members along for the meal.
1: It's like There's the always, Italian Mafia or something like that. It's like
2: the Jersey Shore episode where they pull out the grenade whistle.
3: <laughs> You're definitely not getting the bill there, are you? I'll <laughs> split this one, love. You could sneak out and they wouldn't know. <laughs> Uh, I think we may have this previously. Pastor
2: farts on congregation to heal them with God's power. So I believe TK said, wait till you find out what else they're doing. Um, uh, the Extreme Midget Wrestling Federation is making a comeback in Philadelphia. Yes. About time. <laughs> um, bacon beer is set to be the drink of the summer.
3: Oh, what things you, you don't need to mix.
2: <laughs> well, there's some people that claim you put bacon or anything, and then you name, like, two things that bacon really go in the Yeah, but other than that. And <laughs> um, finally, man ate soup so spicy that it opened a hole in his stomach.
0: Wow. Is, it, is he not just drunk lava? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did he survive? But the Saka man died. He's a pussy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did survive, yeah.
2: <laughs> so there we go. That's that's the roundup and news of the week. I will say today is when things have started to open back across England. I work in town, it's absolutely mental. <laughs> there were people queuing outside Wetherspoons from nine o'clock this morning. If there's
0: any other pub but it this been, I'd be applauding that. There, there, there was there was people filling
2: up um, Portivo Lounge. If that, if if that, you need to know how desperate people are. If We're getting a drink. A drink, in drink in public, <laughs> standing with a glass of wine outside. <laughs> Support um, your
0: local mate. That's what you got
2: to do. Support your local business. It, I mean the gym. I, I walked past the gym this morning. It, it was full up. Like, there's usually there's people in there, but full up. Yeah, well, at that, seven that, o'clock in the morning. That I don't agree with. Get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: worst is. in there, then yeah.
2: I like, <laughs> I like having a look in the window when I'm walking past there. I'm sure. sure. Made awkward eye contact with someone doing the splits so as I walk past it. <laughs> I don't know where to look? <laughs> um, and then went into town. There, there's like people policing a queue into Primark. It, it was it was going round the corner and like round into um is it whichever one Kings Walk or Eastgate Shopping Centre whichever one it's called. Um, they were queuing like round there. They had people manning the queue in fluorescent jackets and all sorts.
0: I see. I, I saw videos of that happening in Debenhams. And they were queuing back to Chambers. is wrong with <laughs> Big old queue for Debenhams. Insane.
2: You can have a drink in your garden and don't worry about
0: going all the way out there. It's not the same, mate. Draft pints. It is. It does hit different. Would you be queuing up
2: for hours to get in there just for
3: that?
0: If I didn't have work, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is my bigger fear. I just don't have jobs. I don't understand. I'm going, so people I'm apparently are booking days off work for this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I, am am a I don't that. Yes. I, I listened to, there was a conversation at work today amongst a few of the guys saying, like oh, wh- what's the next stage of when you can actually just go in the pubs and all that sort of stuff. And I think it syncs up with some of the Euros, Euro I, matches. It's meant
2: um, to be three so. days after England plays Scotland on a Friday. If they have any sense, they'll be peeling that back to the so Friday yeah.
0: before. I've got actually booked that entire week off today. <laughs> I've got oh, I've, I've got time. the Friday
2: off. Yeah. Um,
0: Oh yeah, um, with, with people
2: drinking it's like they've never been out of the house before and people are doing it just for the sake of it it's it, it, it's like they've opened the top floor of a car park and said we weren't going to allow you before but we'll let you jump off now and people are <laughs> scrambling up the stairs to jump off just for the sake of it because they've been told to
0: Byron you've got to support your local businesses you'll be sad when they're not here get down so, you know, and-
2: they open up the James Pantry by me again I'll be there <laughs> i love their custard donuts that thick custard
0: yeah the little pantry, swirls out of all of the pastry shops in lost i think james pantry takes the top
2: yeah the best birthday i've had in recent years was the, before the first lockdown came in uh, there got i got up in the morning about, went about 11 o'clock to james pantry got myself two sausage rolls and a custard donut and then I had a uh, Domino's in the evening watching uh, UFC. It was a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> don't get better than that. <laughs> but anyway. Would you from, queue uh, up for
0: James... How long would you queue for a James Francis <laughs> If you hadn't had a James I
2: don't th- I don't think I would, but I've not had a McDonald's in so long that like, I might queue for one of them. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous, though, because since I've been at work, it's all been shut, so... Like there's going to be a five guys open, literally like a one minute away from, from my desk.
0: Thirty pounds a day on.
2: This is what I mean. I mean, five guys eating cheap is not like I'm going for a double cheeseburger.
0: You have to for tab.
2: Crikey. Anyway, on we go. So, with poor side, with both sides suffering poor results in the last week. Would elimination from Europe, Europa League or the Champions League hurt Arteta and Arsenal or Klopp and Liverpool more is the question we're kicking off with. TK, if we go to you first, mm. do you think it's hurt in
3: Liverpool more or Arsenal? Instinctively, want to say Arsenal. I mean, if particularly if you're reducing it to the managers, it could hurt Arteta more than anything. He could lose his job. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a very realistic possibility. Um, obviously the tricky thing for Liverpool is if they don't qualify for Europe next year I'm assuming that's going to have pretty bad effect, effect on the finances whereas I'm assuming Arsenal are, I don't know if accounting for the family wouldn't make Europe but probably I'm assuming probably had more of a realistic expectation that that could happen than Liverpool maybe did
2: Yeah but on on the same hand um, there's only one team that is worse off um, with fans not being in the stadiums and Arsenal and that's Tottenham uh, right? so Arsenal's revenue is is taking a pretty brutal mm. hit
3: Yeah.
2: when I put the question together and I was thinking of Liverpool um, we've seen with interviews in recent times it doesn't look like Salah needs too much of an excuse to have his head turned and <laughs> that's I think we've spoken previously that clubs probably have a little pot that they've got at the moment that's locked with Mbappe slash Harland written across it. Mm. And not every club is going to be able to get Mbappe and Haaland. And I have a feeling that rather than this money just being tucked back away, as we tend to see in football, they're probably going to go, well, who else can we spend this money on? And it may be that it gives Salah the excuse. I don't think he's going to force his way out, but to for him to kind of on better terms and kind of feel like he has more reasoning to worm his way out. If Madrid come knocking on the door and you're in the Europa League as opposed yeah. to Champions League, then I would say if anything, it's just going to halt your immediate going forwards rather than you
3: need like a whole rebuild. Yeah. And it sells itself, doesn't it? As you, it's your go-to reason, sort of almost like a stock answer there yeah. at Champions League club. That's where I'm going. So yeah, it could potentially have that effect, you're right. Um, and as we've seen with Arsenal and with Liverpool previously, if you don't qualify for the Champions League one year, that can quite quickly come two, three, four, five years. Um, you'd hope that isn't the case of Liverpool. You'd hope, uh, there does seem to be an ex, uh, an expectation that things will be back to normal next year. I don't know how realistic that is.
2: They'll be able to uh, cycle again next year. They've had a year off this year.
3: Yeah, so uh, conspiracy Twitter tells me. Look, if that's the case, we're doing it, boys. We're pumping it over the summer.
2: (laughs) Um, With Arsenal then, I mean, you referenced maybe the biggest person that could be hurt is Arteta. and There is certainly a time for an Arteta in slash out debate, but I think it's probably a more prevalent debate in the next couple of weeks once the Europa League ties are done. Do you think if he did go out, he would get the sack? My feeling is no. I think they've decided that they're backing Arteta over the players at this point. And right. I think he has a good relationship with the board which not many other managers seem to have had even from Wenger. So mm. I, I think he's as safe as anyone. I think if we were to get smashed and maybe if we finished outside of the top 10 as well as going out of Europe here then maybe. But I think it's maybe just a bit too close to the end of the season. Like, if it had happened a bit earlier, then maybe it would have been different. But I think they're probably planning now and uh, thinking that. But it will affect his plans because, as you said, with some players maybe will want to leave if you're in the Europa. Just having some European football is a big lure for players. And if we're going into the summer saying look, we finished around 10th place, we don't have Europa League football next season, <laughs> but I promise you, we've got some yeah. good photos of Cherry Henry on the wall. <laughs> and if you have a look back and say, look, you played for Arsenal, that's probably how it's going to go. So, There's a big difference between going out to Madrid and going out to Slavia Prague, isn't there?
3: Yeah, for <laughs> sure.
2: That would be interesting. I mean, look... <laughs> Leicester and Rangers, neither of them could win there. But they're, they're no joke. But we played terribly against them. Created several chances, but Arsenal are going to Arsenal at the end of the day and uh, got pegged back at the end by just some idiocy. Um, if we set up properly, then I do think we should go through, but I, I think we'll be hurt more if we do go out. Liverpool, I think the manner of exit means
3: more. Yeah, you're probably right. For it to go down swinging, at least don't we? Yeah, like
2: if we we could go out seven five, or we can go out one 0 it's not making any difference to how it's viewed. No, you just gonna get through Slavia Prague because otherwise yeah. it looks horrible. I mean, the way the draw set up, it it couldn't really have been any better for us. So there are mm. no excuses because you get yeah. through this and then you've got um, look what looks like Villarreal for Arteta against Unai Emery in the semi-final. Maybe oh, boy. Is, maybe Arteta doesn't fancy it. I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: I want you to get through just to see that matchup. Oh Christ, I don't want to
2: ever see that bloke's face again. <laughs> <laughs> the disgusting man.
0: Why? Now you know that it's the players, though. But you're not. rather have... <laughs> Emery and then Arteta, it's basically no. the same football, but with worse results. It's
2: not, it's not, this, it's not the same football at all.
0: It's actually um, been the opposite.
2: And I, 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 do want to say this for another day because, um, with that regard, but Emery, when you look at the points he wrapped up, he was doing the opposite of a Brighton, and he was cheating xG. It was freakish. <laughs> Teams were putting up like four, five xG game on us and we would somehow sneak a 2-1, whereas Arteta has been the other way around. We've peppered some teams in what should have happened, and yet it's not gone that way. So I'll I'll trust the way Arteta is going more than I'll trust what whatever is going. Um, If we at least reach a Europa final, even if we don't qualify then, I think Arteta can say right or wrong. He's got the two finals in two seasons and he's building something. And even then, if when you're attracting players, you could push forwards with that. But it, it is going to be interesting because maybe some players that have got some issues, if you go out at the Europa League, they've kind of got free reign then
3: to kind of get it off their chest. I don't know if that's a bad thing, but it's, I can't think of too many players who I think if you kicked up a stink, I'd have a problem with you going or whatever. Well, the issue is getting rid of them. We've had to pay off three contracts in the last <laughs> window. <laughs> I would so that... assume there would be takers for some of the players you've got, but it's it's about, I guess, the wages again, isn't it? Just... Yeah,
2: I mean, it's like it's like people didn't watch the first leg in Slavia Prague because our t- uh, Lacazette scores two against Sheffield United. And there's people saying give him a new deal.
3: <laughs> I don't, I don't understand <laughs> it at all. That mischance alone against Slavia Prime should mean the new deal is off the table. I implore anyone to watch that back because there's a point
2: where the cameraman actually has to pull the camera back <laughs> because Lacazette is going out of shot in the other way, and he has to make sure <laughs> Lacazette's in frame. That's not even me, me joking. If you go and watch it back, that genuinely happened. Um, how much hope do you hold for Liverpool going through?
3: I'll be honest, all pretty much none on this occasion. Um, less than once we've had previously, and I'm, I'm not going to go saying I predicted we would get through against Barcelona and in second, for example. But there was that part of me that thought. You never know, if we get that early goal, fans on side, all that usual cliché, good fun. Um, but on this occasion, I, I just don't see it. They, they talked in the post-match analysis about the away goal. The away goal only comes into account if you can keep a clean sheet, and I don't see how we're going to keep a clean sheet against them. The the disparity between the two of us was, was bigger than I thought, actually, in that first leg, I will admit.
2: Yeah, I saw um, someone say uh, that Liverpool only need the two goals and it's, you look at your stats at Anfield this season those yeah. two
3: goals are harder to come by than it looks <laughs> yeah this is against teams that none of them are as good as Real Madrid so yeah, yeah I, I just don't think we can keep them out and I think ultimately that'll, that'll be our undoing.
2: yeah with um, with Arteta one of the things I thought and as I've said I don't see a way in which he's sacked I think we'd have to be absolutely battered for that to happen, like I genuinely can't see it happening.
3: That's kind of crazy because I, I initially thought, well, if he if he if they lose that game, then he, he's gonna have to go because the league performance obviously isn't great, and then yeah, that's the final uh sort of straw. And then I was seeing the Arsenal fans saying it, like saying no, they still won't go, and I thought, yeah, they probably won't get rid of them. No, I that that's my
2: thing because
3: if if we go
2: out Thursday. In my, in my head I'm as positive as can be at the moment and I, I do mean that, I'm not just saying it for the sake of the podcast, I'm taking what I've seen and I see enough that says there isn't better out there that we could get for where we are and I can see what you're trying to do and what the players are saying if we go out, obviously it's a very different conversation and I was thinking for the future and that's a big way away if you look at how he's perceived outside of Arsenal too, if we go out here, the, his style of football, the next job he's going to be looking at, I'm not sure is going to be where he's expecting it to be. Because the style of football that we play for the most part in very defensive-minded first, and we'll see next season if he gets some players in, whether that truly is how he wants to play mm. playing his style is going to be more catered to a lower half team when he gets his next job if it's not at Arsenal. So he's... Mm. On where I said, Arteta, Arsenal, Klopp, Liverpool, He's probably suffers the most if, if we go out.
0: I think you're right. I think it's almost to draw a parallel to Frank Lampard where he don't think... You can't see a big team kind of betting on him. He's gonna have to come back with a mid table to lower half table team, prove himself, and then hope then maybe gets a bigger job in the future. But you're right, with the way that Arteta's is perceived from outside of Arsenal, we can't understand why you're sticking with him. But then the, the, what do the, you mean? the point the point trophies. <laughs> the, <laughs> point, the point's <laughs> He's the front killer points that you raised by in a really big, <laughs> kind of bang on in a sense that I think there's such a lack of ambition at Arsenal now it's all about balancing the book it's all about it as there. a sustainable business more than right we want to go and win something this year I think you won the FA Cup as a byproduct not an actual an accumulation of what you've worked towards it's the same with this year where y- you've what you tenth still? Is it tenth or ninth?
2: I think we're up to ninth actually after a win after a <laughs> yeah. win last
0: night. And you still don't see, hear any rumblings of right? The owners are going to buy yourself out of this mess essentially. Well,
2: we're not Chelsea. We're not going to sack a manager every couple of months.
0: You, you're saying that as if it's a bad thing. But we're, well, it was a bad thing
2: when
3: you were crying <laughs> out there about Frank. Yeah, it was, it was I, bad a bad thing. No,
2: ago. I,
0: I said that, look, we're going to see an improvement of football. I just wish. No, you, you said this
2: after the fact. I yeah. did not. You, Get to you go a couple ago. of weeks. I, I, I think that. at Arsenal, if, if, if there wasn't any ambition at all, then they'd have left the likes of Mustafi in there. Paying off his contract wasn't cheap. Then they left Socrates in there. They wouldn't have paid off his contract. They wouldn't have chucked so of these players away just for the <clears> sake, <throat> sake of it. Urzel, they've, uh, they've had to take a loss on.
0: Your, the, the, your idea of ambition is a bit warped, I feel,
2: because... Well, no, not you've everyone's just, just, well, warped ambition is chucking not, 300 right, million in the transfer window. Right, we're
0: not going to go and buy anyone. What we will do is just cut all of our losses and stop paying well, shit Very
2: money. rarely do you see big deals in January so much to the fact that we quite literally name the big deals that have happened in January i no, think no, no, i agree there, there's different ways of showing there's different ways of showing ambition and i think they'd be letting a lot more stagnate if it wasn't i think there's obviously something going on behind this scenes and you listen, hear the way the players speak they obviously have complete trust in arteta to get it done so i think they're prepared when they've put the when they've put a young coach in to say we're gonna see this out and at least see if we are right or not.
0: Or they haven't got the money or the ambition to sack him and go and find someone better that's going to spring. Well they got
2: they've got the they've got the money to do it. We're one of the most financially rich teams in the league, just is wrapped up within the owners. The we're a self sustaining team in the the owner has to put money in. Does that all that take to take place? Joy
0: is winning a trophy. Being able to say that. What,
2: what are you thought? We won a trophy last season. You're saying it like we're on a trophy drought. It's more the case of the future. We won a trophy
0: won more, more recently of... than most teams in the league. Agreed. However, I don't see you winning anything in the future. We said this last season.
2: It's been said about us for the last however many seasons, and. Whether you you say what you want about the FA Cup, the trophies have kept coming in. We're criticised for not winning them before. Feasibly, you or United should
3: win the Europa this year as well.
2: Yeah, it should be it should be uh, Arsenal United final, but. it I I go back to when it should have been an Arsenal Liverpool FA Cup final and it was Arsenal Villa, and this may be the other way around, and it may be (laughs) Man United, Slavia, Prague in this instance. (laughs) But I think Arteta certainly has uh, the most to lose. We'll see what happens next week. It it could be a very different podcast depending on
3: uh, how Thursday goes. You could be calling for his head. It could be.
2: Um, You were. I'm glad there'll be a couple of days since.
3: I haven't shied away from that. I mean, he did put publicly went on record. He said at the time it was public. We we were in
2: what we were in sixteenth um, place, <laughs> I believe it was. Um, and just it, just so happens, yeah, it just so happens. Yeah, just so happens that um, we played Fat Frank's team, three hundred million pound men, and uh, <laughs> played our reserves and won three one. Frank is, saved him, and yes, we had a very. If, if you, I mean, I don't know how well this translated outside, but you'll at least see the debates on Twitter. There was a point in January where we were looking at how far away we were from the top four. Yeah, yeah, true. True. We Chelsea, we beat Leicester back to back, and then we beat someone else in there as well. Um, Brighton in there, Brighton away. Yeah, then wins back to back. And I think we drew with someone that. We really should have beaten him, even Palace or someone like that. And then some more downward form came in. So that's what I mean when I say there's signs there as to why I don't think he'll be sacked because they're looking at that. But it does seem literally 50-50 in terms of the fan bases to what they're happy with. And you, know, you never know. What I saw from the Emery one was that they really don't listen to the fans so I don't think fan unrest is going to be what's going to get a manager out of this club. Or well, Wenger would have been out about three years sooner.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, if we go on then to uh, Jesse Lingard, um, his resurgence at West Ham shows just how important confidence can be for a player. If you look at his form since... Christmas it is. um, Some put it down to his turkey. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. (laughs) But I thought I'd ask what other examples we have for when a player's confidence has been shot to pieces in some cases. And From uh, getting a bit red up there, it is going to look like I've just written Chelsea names down here now at Jack but there are a couple of instances of some Chelsea names
0: of where no, confidence it's, it's, <coughs> has 100% been bad right in saying that, when you think of lo- like loss of confidence and loss of form you instantly think of Torres Verna, <laughs> Shevchenko right, yeah. um, Like I, had
3: actually s- had,
0: I
2: actually had De Bruyne down on my list as well but it, it's a shorter segment now you have reeled off every name Mm. <laughs> so we've got. <laughs> it's a harder one to say about the, the times when it's turned back around. So that's why it does make it quite impressive for Lingard. It's usually you have a couple in between, and then maybe you find the form back.
0: Yeah, I I worry for Werner at the moment, but Je- Jesse Lingard. Oh. I mean, the goals he's scoring—it's like, yeah. like they're happens No, like they are world-class goals, the one the other day when he dribbled the length of the pitch, went past players and slotted it, and then the one... I've got a bone to end. pick with
2: that one <clears throat> it's go the ahead. same as the St. Maximum one of the weekend, and it's the same with the Sun one that we had, that I won the Puskus award, and we'll get on to that cretin later <laughs> ones where they say they dribbled around the whole team and really you kind of go straight, you don't really have to take anyone on does irk me. Not like my guy Hassan Bon Arthur's one. Well. Exactly, exactly. That when, when I get told that you've dribbled from the halfway line, that's what I envisage.
0: Or hazard versus Arsenal.
2: That that was insane because I I don't understand and I'm sure it is easier to take down a guy who's got a low centre of gravity like that with without the dog. <laughs> I don't understand how they didn't take him out in that instance. I was watching that on the coach with TK, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. On the way to some fight, and yeah, I just remember looking at him like, I don't understand how this is happening. It's, it's the fact how could you not
0: ball him down? Coughlin actually tried to body him as well. Right. He tried to do exactly that and just ended up being spun around like he was in a tornado.
2: Yeah, that was freakish, but
0: But the goal that Jesse Lingard scored against Leicester, the one where, not the tap-in, but but it's calmed down, he's hit it on the (laughs) half-volley and it's curled inwards just inside the post. I'm like, who is this player? Get him on that plane. Like, the Madison-Foden-Mount debate is going to turn into the Jesse Lingard's, who can dislodge Jesse Lingard. But uh, Did you you read the story
2: of... um... The uh, Madison thing and why they were out at the weekend. Like I know it's pretty it well publicised. Yeah, but uh, have you heard? Brendan apparently he was outside the house texting them a picture yeah, with the they they... lights on, saying they'll check their phone and turn the lights off, thinking that that would convince him that the party had stopped.
0: Yeah, they, they told everyone <laughs> hi, didn't they? That's, that's what yeah, did. I and mean,
2: they had the nerve to just take it to Hamza Chowdhury's house. Fuck's sake! They carry on there. <laughs> But just a thought of Brendan giving him a group message.
0: <laughs> apparently,
2: one of them's gone, Check your phone, boys. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, that, that's something you don't want as well. Brendan, you can imagine me in the car, that little look up to the window and see the silhouettes, beeping his horn, maybe.
2: He's like saying, ph- Don't make Brent- me pull out this envelope. <laughs> you, do not, you do not want to see me pull out this envelope.
0: How trapped must those lips be? <laughs>
3: He's he's like a father who thinks he's been like not nice and cool and, and they've abused that trust yeah. and now he's just so disappointed in them. He
2: saying, matters we both know that Hamza's name's been in this envelope since the start. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think yours was going to have to be in it.
0: <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because when you like see the kind of outcasts of the squad bringing down the star players, it's like you'd see." like a random bench warmer and all these stars would be at his house and they'd all get into trouble because of it.
2: <laughs> well, I remember, like, back in the day you'd read and you'd hear about celebrities and there'd be some bird that would tell a story like, oh, we went to Justin Bieber's and he made everyone put their phones in this little box. It makes so much sense when you see these things now because you think, when well, these people are so, like, in the public eye. It shouldn't be too difficult for just nobody to tweet or put a Snapchat up that I
3: am at a party. I it's insane, it? this same, isn't it? Same with the Sammy Abraham thing earlier, and the uh, yeah that surely when are you all go to a surprise party, the first rule, right, no phones. Yeah, but no, they thought I we'll all have no
2: pictures. I admired the doubling down on that. I genuinely did not know this was going <laughs> to happen.
0: Like, the thing is, is that we live in such an age where people would gladly fuck over their famous friends. Just to get clout that they were at a party sure. with their famous friend, and it's just, it's just a sad state of affairs, isn't it? It's just, trust no one. Twenty twenty
3: two. Why couldn't Paul Pierce just put his phone in a box? And... <laughs>
0: yeah. Why
3: couldn't yeah. with, with the crises of of
2: confidence, I do remember a brief period. It was a brief period where I genuinely felt bad for Soldado at Spurs. <laughs> I remember there being yeah. like a point where it was bad, and he must have put it over the bar from what looked like an impossible position to put it over the bar. I remember thinking, it's not even funny anymore. That season where Chelsea stunk up the place, which gets glossed over very kindly with a Hazard's record. Probably because so where it's, like, it's not
0: after. It's, it's,
2: Oh, wow. I mean, maybe Liverpool aren't the worst they're defending champions then. So. But it got to the point where just seeing you losing on Sky Sports News wasn't that funny anymore. And with Soldado, I do remember thinking that, like, this is rough. Just so happens that the confidence didn't really come back wherever he went to next. But I
1: oh, know he, he did. He did all right after that. He went back to Spain, didn't he? And he, he, he didn't do terribly. He Kind of did no. all right, pretty sure.
3: Not, not back, back to where know. you're supposed to be, though. Ben no, at Liverpool, not. TK. Oh, Christ. Yeah. and I, He really has never recovered, has he? Jesus. I saw he did an interview
2: last year saying he was asked, could you get into Liverpool's front three now? He's not without a doubt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's looked at one of Bobby's bad games before. fucking <laughs> out. Even I fancy what? myself
1: here. <laughs> when uh, with with and a friend, who uh, old friend, who's a big Aston Villa fan, he um, he said in Benteke's uh, in his prime at Villa. He said, um, "Oh, like it won't be before. Like, give it a couple of years, and he's he's that good. And give it a couple of years, Real Madrid. he will be at somewhere like that. Real Madrid or one of the prim, Premier League clubs like Liverpool, or snap him up earlier, and they'll ruin him. And <laughs> surely enough,
0: get his we'll lot ruined
1: eventually." Wins.
0: It's, it's funny because he like he was such a powerhouse and used to bang in goals for Villa. I don't know if you guys ever remember playing San Andreas and they've got that guy called Big Bear who got addicted to crack. He used to be this like, massive guy. He used to run the hood. Where and is then... this
2: going? Yeah, I don't just... want this slander on Benteke. And then he just got
0: treated like a bitch and he just like a shell of himself. And that is essentially with Benteke now. This would hold a lot more weight if they hadn't just scored against us last weekend. But... He just looks yeah. it looks weird that he's got now that, that horrible run of like one goal in
2: forty games or something like that? Yeah, against us. Yeah. And then his <laughs> second one was against us as well. <laughs> We've with, with Lingard and the way he's turned it around, to draw a parallel, do you think Ali, if he can go somewhere next, do you think you can get that back out of him? Because he looks like a, a player the player who thrived on kind of being emotionally invested in the game, he comes on now and he looks like he couldn't care less.
0: I'm um, trying to think of other examples of players that have actually come back from the brink, and I can't think of many.
2: Well, I'm not sure PSG is the one for Ali, but even if if Ali went somewhere, Everton was the first one in mind. I don't think anyone should go to Everton to rejuvenate their career other than Phil Neville. <laughs> but say, if you use an example of like Leicester, so Deli Ali went to Leicester. Do you think he could he could find what he's missing now at Spurs?
1: I think it's entirely possible that he could or find some. Simple... No, I, I think he's definitely got some rejuvenation. Like it, uh, with him, it's. I don't think it's necessarily a, a lack of confidence. He's just got the wrong kind of confidence, and maybe having a bit of a reality check. In a new team environment, where he's given a bit of a chance, getting where where he gets that sort of that game pass to go out have a few good games. If he gets a bit of a run of form together, then he'll it'll just it'll, it'll just spiral upwards from there. I think. Um, I don't. So think resigned it's,
2: to the fact this Martin at Spurs. No,
1: nah, no, nah, I don't. I don't think Mourinho creates an environment where he lets that happen because he can have a fairly decent performance regardless of what competition it is. And that doesn't guarantee him that, like, a start in the following game or, like, a, just a consistent run of games. I mean, y- you know, it's, I, I think Mourinho shuts that down pretty quickly. As and-
2: a bit of a plug there. I mean, TK put an article up on the website earlier, spitballingpod.com, about Jose, and he referenced him there, didn't you, TK, that there was the game not so long ago where, Spurs performed badly and he name dropped Deli Ali despite the fact he wasn't in the squad.
3: Yeah, and the this, I guess, kind of leads on to I assume it, the hope for Ali is he's got to be he has a Lingard style move, which I think is entirely possible. I think he's obviously what, about six years or so younger than Lingard, probably more naturally gifted. So he, there's every chance he could go on to do that. Or he hopes he outlasts the manager and he has a Luke Shaw effect, where the next guy loves him. <laughs> And he hits the form of his life, which, again, would I think would equally be possible should Spurs get rid of Jose. That's, that would be the hope with him.
2: There, there was a thing today um, if we're about managers where supposedly uh, Levy has said, like, yeah, Jose is going nowhere. The, the, the financial position we're in, the last thing we're going to be doing is spending the money we do have on sacking <laughs> him. Christ. I didn't realise the thing about um, the
3: name right, the naming rights for the stadium until Neville brought it up mm. at the weekend. That's one of those things that seems glaringly obvious when he says it. Obviously, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, whatever is a. It kind of goes kind of with what right we said about Kane. If
2: uh, if nobody's meeting your price, it, it might mean that the price is wrong rather than everyone else not meeting the valuation.
3: Mm. Um, if you wanted the player who has come back from the brink, yeah. it was a little bit like Jack said. I was struggling to think of that maybe like we said normally once it starts going down here, it really does. I, I did think in terms of strikers where you thought you started to feel sorry for them and then in, in research, I thought Darren Bent when he was at Spurs towards the end was kind of becoming famed for missing chances. He obviously, he had the one where Redknapp said his wife would have scored it. And then when he gets that move to Sunderland, he's had, he had a run of form but like Lingard's having him now where you thought, this yeah. guy's lethal. And then he ended up going to Villa and I think fucking up his own career. But that brief resurgence does remind me of a little bit of what Lingard's doing.
2: Yeah, a few against, that's an injury time. The one where the clock ticked over but the ref won't blow it and you just know they're definitely scoring here
3: mm.
2: at Sunderland. I think um, like I'm quite with that, actually. One where just... Players where their ability doesn't come out because of uh, how they're, they're feeling at the club. I mean, De Bruyne at Chelsea has openly come out and said his homesickness and everything that was going on there, like he wasn't happy and so he couldn't perform the way he did. And obviously, he then goes to Wolfsburg and changes his life.
0: The thing is, he was that good at Genk. I, I was backing him from day dot of signing sign-in him when he was like, seventeen or whatever we signed him at. And I just knew he was gonna be special. I just knew it. And then I remember he just he was in the start at eleven and he was playing games under Mourinho. And then he played him in an away game in the League Cup against Swindon. And he had an absolute shocker. And then never played again. And that's honestly one of the saddest moments ever. Up there with us selling matter when we saw CK said
2: he was the next Marco Van Ginkel.
0: <laughs> I just knew that he would come back to bite us because I knew that he was that good. I saw a uh, I saw a tweet um,
2: in the week and it was like unpopular opinion, but while Mata was uh, better yeah. at Chelsea than United.
0: Yeah, like, that's not even. <laughs> <point."> <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> unpopular opinion, but
0: Thierry Henry at Arsenal
2: was better than Thierry Henry at New York Red Bulls.
0: <laughs> I, you know, Mata won what? Year, two years in a row the Champions League, the Europa League. At Chelsea, it was unbelievable. It mm. baffles
2: me when people like retweet it though, because it's like I me—I don't know if it's that they aren't like knowledgeable enough, where they're like, "I'll just if I agree with this, then like I'll look like I'm kind of in the know," because it makes no sense when <laughs> you look and it's got like hundreds of retweets on it. I,
0: I have openly thought though, just to go back to that, that the for the. Premier League that we won under Mourinho I do feel that if Mourinho didn't come back we would have won a lot more that decade by keeping De Bruyne, Mata Lukaku and Salah mm, With, God, I
3: can't imagine
0: I feel like
3: he I love Lukaku these he days he, he was another one I was going to say even though his record at United is great you did look at him almost like a player who wasn't confident now you look at him now he's an absolute animal
2: I can't not see that edited picture of him wearing Levi jeans on the pitch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely
2: can't not see it. Um, to a lesser extent, I mean, Theo Walcott was considered done at Everton, and then he had a slightly lesser extent, but he was lighting it up at Southampton when he first joined there in January. Yes, yeah, threatening to peter out a little bit, isn't it? But
3: yeah, I think he's injured. Yeah, I was. I was thinking. No, yeah, he's I was not. Also, I can
2: see him. He's out on the pitch. Yeah, I, hope, the I, also,
3: I also wondered if you could, and it's kind of hard to remember now, but I feel like Ox, towards the time, the end of his time at Arsenal, was not the player that we fought, but then it no. did have that resurgence and then obviously he's had injuries and, and stuff since. But for a period, you'd have looked at that and thought, here's a player, recreated it. I think it,
2: the, the next move he makes because... I don't see him seeing out his contract to Liverpool, or at least not getting a new one. Him out somewhere like Newcastle, Brighton, somewhere like that. And I think he's above that level technically, but somewhere where he can really express himself, I think you'll see a player there because he, he is absolutely someone where, when he's enjoying his football, you feel that along with him.
3: Yeah, he's obviously a great character as well, isn't he? He's a great guy. So he's a, yeah, he's a legend. Him. Him, him
2: finding a camera after that Champions League win saying that's for my is. <laughs> <laughs> my man right there. Um, I did have another Chelsea one. Um, Falcao.
3: <laughs> that was a rough one.
0: That one was even worse because... <laughs> It Happened the season before you'd had
3: the warning, you'd had it so, then, sufficient warning
0: yeah, like
2: us this. signing William and
0: then just Kelsey
2: didn't yeah. give him a three year deal.
0: But then we he scored in his first game against Burnley, and we were like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> and then that was like his only Morata
2: scored in his debut, didn't he?
0: Morata scored he, early four.
2: <laughs> Morata looked yeah. like a player, didn't he? He was, he was well, like... obviously he's a player when you look at it now. Mm.
0: Like he'd scored something like 13 goals in his first nine games for Chelsea. And they were like all headers. He was like the, the best header I've ever seen. But then when it came, it was the game against Arsenal in the League Cup where he missed like five setters. And then from there, he just looked broken.
2: Maybe Chelsea's attacking coaches are just in the same tier as our physios. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, the, thing, the thing with something, like Fal- Falcao one, for example, I think that was quite clearly a physical thing. Like the knee injuries or whatever had, had an effect. He wasn't there anymore. Whereas some of these guys with the confidence just makes no sense. Another one that I had in my mind was, um, and this is probably going about, we were quite young, but four-line at United. Oh, great shot. Kind of just a, a player we thought, I have no idea what they saw. <laughs> and ever since, he's been, he's obviously, he was great. But in, when he was at United, it wasn't like a all as a player it's just not quite achieving. It's just I have no idea what they thought they were getting. <laughs> I
0: it's
3: love I love incredible. the thought of him killing it in training,
2: and all the players like I don't understand. <laughs> like this guy is a baller, <laughs> obviously just not playing out on the pitch. I
3: don't know if you saw. It seems to appear on my uh, Facebook every so sort often. But uh, Joe Cole and someone do like interviews with players, and yes. they had uh, David James on one. It was only like a five minute. Clip of the interview, and they were talking about how uh like the clicks in England training, and with the Man United players, and they said the difference with Man United players to everyone else. said whoever they signed, they would just come in and say, "Yeah, he's unbelievable, great lad, great player," <laughs> regardless of how shit or good they were. They would just say that. Like, Whereas everyone else, like Liverpool Arsenal players, is their new player to be like, "Yeah, he's garbage." The United players would just back them no matter what, and they would lie out their teeth, <laughs> showed that they was a bit more solidarity than everyone else.
2: West Brom are free up at Southampton, by the way. Hallowice is going to do it.
0: See, I've actually looked at Newcastle's running and West Brom's running, and I genuinely think Newcastle are going down here.
3: Newcastle are safe now.
0: I think, like, it's funny that... You Ever
3: since it, I said Newcastle were doomed and Fulham would do it, it's been,
0: uh, you, Sorry, you that's
3: my bad. <laughs> it's in Jack's best
2: interest, to gas up West Brom as well. I'm not buying it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a hype man for West Brom. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you think, like... We've been praising Fulham for ages on how well they've been doing and West Brom were actually two points behind with a game in hand and you back them to That's go mad. above.
2: I, I saw a journalist tweet out in all seriousness saying, Could Scott Parker be the first player could be the first person to win player of the year in the same season as going down and manager of the year in the <laughs> same year as being <laughs> relegated? <What>? I swear. <laughs> I sw- if you search <laughs> it, you'll see the tweet
3: that's incredible
2: <laughs> and so then the replies was like this is just this thing with journalists now where they're so desperate to say like I'm seeing this thing that you can't see look how clever I yeah am.
3: yeah it is isn't it
2: if we move on then because probably the talking point of the weekend um, so Ollie and Jose both exchanged words post game yesterday Class. so We'll we'll get on to some other great post-match interviews, but this incident certainly needs to be discussed first. Um, so United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said, the game is gone after a controversial disallowed goal in their 3-1 win at Tottenham. He said, I have to say, if my son stays down like this for three minutes and gets 10 of his mates around him, if he gets that in the face from one of his other mates and he's 10 of his mates to up up, he won't get any food. So, Unfortunately... <laughs> The referee decided we're not playing football or VAR decided probably. I'm absolutely shocked if that's a foul. Then Mourinho bounces back and says, first of all, let me tell you something. I'm very, very surprised after the comments that Oli made to Sonny. You don't ask me about it because, and I told Oli this already, I met him a few minutes ago. If it's me saying that player A, B or C for another club, if they were my son, I wouldn't give him dinner tonight. What would be the reaction? It's very, very sad. I think it's really sad you're not asking about that, and it's sad that you people, point of the journalists, don't have the morals, honestly, to treat me the same way as you treat others.
3: Oh my God! I doesn't said, said this bit. <laughs> yeah,
2: he said in relation to that. I just want to say that Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than I.
0: I'm a
2: father, and I think as a father, you have always to feed your kids. Doesn't matter what they do. If you have to steal to feed your kids, you steal. He's also continued today and he said um, if you compare the two of us, I'm a manager that has Premier Leagues, FA Cups, Champions Leagues and then he says, leagues plural, whereas the other manager has three points.
3: <laughs> Excellent.
2: So, I've seen several pundits come out today on talk sport and nonsense like that saying Ollie needs to have a look at himself. You can't go around making comments like this. It's disrespectful. You need to take a look at yourself after the game. Chill out before you carry on. Why does Ollie need to have any respect when that scumbag son <laughs> is doing the complete Chardish. opposite? Chardish. Who son? <laughs> no, you. You. Chardish. <laughs> Alex, I swear. To, I swear on anything. It is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in my life. Ever seen? Nah. Uh, take, take, take the player. If Jack a spur wasn't at work shirt. today, if Jack take wasn't the player at work today, he'd be writing a letter to that ref. Nah. Take, <laughs> yeah.
1: take, 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 take the Spurs shirt off the player and changes and change who in, it is. Any shirt, any shirt. If that was an last nah, player, I'm not I'd be it. embarrassed. I'm not having it. I'm not having it at all. I'm not having it. You the, by, by the anyway, it, it like it was, it, it wasn't. I don't think you can give that. I, I, I agree that it shouldn't have been given, but by the letter of the law, he twatted him Why in the what? face. Come on, what law? They don't have a law, it's that ridiculous. It, it definitely wasn't. He definitely wasn't using his arm for balance, and he definitely wasn't using it to sort of guide the player off of him. He just simply just twatted him in the face. It is what it is. It is what this it is. is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. By the letter of the law, if, if, that if is a foul. every player sold it the I, same way, no, 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 when no, no. Sun no. tries to break their neck. No, by the letter of the law, by the letter of law, that is a foul, and that, no that, law that's what this. it is. But I'm not saying it's contact to the face. This is He twatted him in the face. Twatted him. He got a like little finger in there. He
2: literally, yeah. he literally. You'd be seeing more force from mum
1: wiping some off their kid's face. No, yeah. now now you now you are just being childish. Well it's not it's a it's a brush. I can't believe it's, this. it's the, the worst tips. and that do you know what that it's wasn't the even the worst tips. that and it's, if, we're talking, about, if we're talking about if we're talking about if we're talking about if like, how That's how, how nobody's is. brought how how many's nobody brought to attention with Ollie taken such a strong stance about Sunday when he has Bruno Fernandez in his team, for Christ's sake, who had a three-second not- delay on his dive in the match, you didn't see him making any comments about that. So it's uh, not a manager second, coming out. Of- no, 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 that no. He didn't, no, no, didn't no, need to no, a no, go. No, a, no, goal, no, did a manager it? coming out, a manager coming out and saying that about someone. He's got a player like Bruno Fernandez and Rashford, who did so. Who Rashford throwing himself to the floor a few moments earlier, for Christ's sake. You know, no, it it's a bit Spurs hypocritical. Have the two worst divers,
2: the two biggest cheats uh-huh. in the league,
1: and uh-huh. Harry
2: Kane and Hoymin Son. Get out! Get sun. out! Get I saw a tweet yesterday now "You're just being childish." Said, you're being
1: childish because uh, Son uh, cried uh, after uh, he broke uh, someone's uh, leg. Turn you, turn you, turn we that is true. Because he cried. Boy, turn your Arsenal fanboy down. Because it's start the most ridiculous thing I've heard. You, I'm,
2: I can't believe the stance you're taking on this. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I, word word
0: I thought,
2: I thought you would be Mr. Integrity. Man. The worst Spurs fan we all know. I don't even think he'd take this stance on it. I oh, know. I like
1: I I said. You, like I said no, that right. That I've, right. I've... But in the rule in the rule book, if you hit a player in the face, You completely
2: over,
1: you completely glossed over the first thing that I said. With if it was me on the pitch being the referee, I wouldn't have given it. But by the letter of the law that's in there at the moment.
0: He's not the letter that... of the law! He <laughs> <laughs> hits him in the face! Come on, he didn't hit him in the oh. face. Since, no. since the, 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 the beginning thing. of
2: football, when you run, you're pushing the people away from you. We, we're going to give it foul. Every time Sun scores a foul. Every time Kane scores a goal, it's going to be ruled out because he's moving his arms to position himself.
1: Nah. Nah, oh, Jack, sorry.
0: Look, the, the thing that I find the richest out of all of them is i just come out with these comments like Bruno Fernandes hasn't been throwing himself to the floor all season to win pens. I just don't. He could, He's got a generous out,
3: dad, he feeds him to, still.
0: To come out and say it with such chest that by his own admission that he sh- shouldn't be feeding Bruno Fernandes for a good portion of this season. That's
1: probably why he's so skinny. <laughs> Look, let's not switch the subject onto Bruno. This decision. That, that's fine. That's fine. If you want to carry on with your agenda, which the agenda, agenda. of the topic was talking it's about, talking agenda. about, so talking about you. The, the sub, the topic was about Mourinho and Ollie going at each yeah. other and talking about post-match no, things. All you're you doing is, is vendetta, vendetta against Son. They went, stay on topic discussion. with you. <laughs> Try and dial down. It. We all know you're an Arsenal fan. You don't have to dial up every time you have a chance. Hey, look, to. look, never forget, I was on, on the topic. Sun train before just, you were. Just, just, yeah, stay, that stay is stay. true. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's a record. Mean, uh, no. uh, on uh, record. It's a matter of public uh, record, that is. A, ta- a, tactical, a tactical decision which I made, and that's it. I never like Son. It's ridiculous. You said, you said and I I said, said in the North Lusa London Sissoko. Derby, when Son, I, heard, said, I said, I said, I said, I said in the North London Derby, where he was starting to come into some real form, I said that we would go out when we back when we had Poch. We would go out. F- we would go out too fast and lack pace in the second half of the game, where you came into it and won the game from that. I said, if we start, if we bring Sun on in the second half with that injection of pace, hit them in the counter, we might have something in the second half for him. Surely enough, we didn't. And <laughs> There's no words go.
2: to describe the nonsense on here. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is just...
1: Well, the way Pochettino set the team back up in the day. I mean, it's quite hard to imagine a Spurs team now. Under Marie, like the way we've seen them play in the last couple of seasons, it's really hard to imagine how the team looked before Sun and Kane was the designated partnership. But Sun wasn't the start, that was just on the cusp of when Sun was starting to make the consistent start in 11. You know, it's it, it doesn't where we were lacking some pace, we got a lot more in the way of like we didn't have Lucas Mora back at that point. And we didn't have uh, we didn't have Bergwijn. Um, Lamella was injured, so we didn't have a great deal of options off the bench when it came to having some injections of pace in the second half in the latter stage of the game. And for a team that played with a lot of energy and pace, we really I heard a move in the oh, goalposts, Alex. Alex. This is this, something else. this is unbelievable, Alex. If, we,
3: unbelievable.
1: if we've got
2: a, if we've got a, if we've got a scale, and you've got Ollie's opinion on the one end, and you've got Jose's on the other, where do you fall on that scale?
1: On, uh, what would Jose Mourinho didn't really... Jose Mourinho didn't really... Did you think you should feed your kids, Alex?
2: Yeah,
3: would you?
1: What, feed, if he did that? <laughs>
3: yeah. No, I was joking, come on. There is a There was a tweet no, no,
1: know, no, no. What, 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 what when he, he, he had
3: Oli
2: say he wouldn't feed the kids.
1: <laughs> 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 it was a spinning around in a murk. <laughs> but, what, um, what, what's the question? Because Mourinho didn't exactly come out Who'd and directly... He? Say that it was a foul at all. He just he just went for Oli and made some like stupid. Well, he did what Mourinho does when his team loses a match and he needs to divert attention away from the performance, which was say some things that will get some media attention. Well, and Oli kind of gifted in that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. It was a, it was exactly what Mourinho wanted. But if you ask it, what what you're asking me, do you me, think Oli had a point? Uh. Yeah, I think he, of course he has a point. Like I said, my my initial point was that if I was the referee on the pitch, I wouldn't have given it. But I can understand why he's given it because technically it was a foul going off the rules in the book, which was a contact for the face. It's just how you interpret. I think I think the I think it's too soft. I think it's way too soft. Certainly to prevent, deny a goal, it's way too soft. But you're acting like that's the first time we've seen a decision like that in the Premier League. It is. never seen anything like I cannot. I cannot think of any specific ones, but we have seen some t- absolutely terrible decisions like that for the We've past seen terrible three years. But that's top three worst. Nah. Oh, get off. Get off. Since, go. Since Let's the bar in. era began, that's top three worst. No. I, I no, actually I definitely... think it might be worst. Oh God. <laughs> Anyway, sticking to the subject, which was post match interviews that have been great. Just quick, just quick, what the initial what? was. Do you think, Do you think Sun, that's his reputation gone now? Because I can't
2: take much more of this of him being for, him being called Sonny for a start. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> like I tell you, he's in big
1: I'll tell you what, I'll t- tell, tell, tell you what, I've got a good answer for you, and that's just, just grow up. Just grow up, dude. In- <laughs> Yeah, direct that to Son. He does <laughs> uh, no, stop crying. Coming from an Alex, Arsenal fan as Alex, well. That is Alex, so
2: rich. Alex, they
1: had... That is so rich.
2: They had that four so
0: physios. They had four physios
1: on the pitch for him. They, they had, had four so physios. <laughs> uh, sorry, you would have been laughing this up if it was the other way around, for Alex, sure. Just, hold on, had, look, like I said, we all know you're an Arsenal fan. There was more personnel on the pitch for Son than there was for Mwanda. <laughs> we all know you're an Arsenal fan. We all know you're an Arsenal fan. Try and stay on topic. I'm just telling you. Nah, you're, you're not the telling horse. anybody.
3: <laughs> there was levels. Ah, but what we'll I do on. think he's earned a, re- a reputation for himself, though. In seriousness, I don't think he's telling oh, himself with that. But he's still like
2: the. On punditry, they still say like he's not that type of player.
3: In the, in the wider footballing world, I think, yeah, uh, somehow still does seem to be. He's got one of the worst disciplinary time, records but. in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, he cries after us, so it's fine. As long as you share <laughs> remorse.
2: Oh, crikey me. Um, all right. So if we go on to other post match interviews, and uh, we had Son kicking up a stink on the pitch. I don't know how many of you have seen. The interview with Gary Anderson, where he's been accused of fighting on the stage.
0: Yeah, so good.
2: And his Scottish accent. He says, "You can put your finger up my ass, and you won't smell shit."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: but it's one of the best interviews you'll ever see. I think there's one standout interview which uh, I'm sure someone will. Jump in. The first one that springs to mind when you think of him.
3: There's one very obvious stand-up. Go on. I've, I wondered if AJ might do the honours. I know he loves it.
1: Say that again. What I know, springs if, to I know mind? it's one
3: that's close to your heart. Close to the pod's heart. Close to your heart.
1: I'm not sure. If
3: I told you he rhymes with beer would. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I don't, I don't really recall to be honest, he wasn't really yeah, that uh, significant. If it's uh, if it's if it's, I think I think I know who you're referring to, but yeah, kind only of only your just, best
3: win percentage.
1: That's what yeah. it was. The man, only the man, the man, man just
2: to start straightening his hair and wearing a gilet, <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: give it, Kevin Keegan, obviously the Mac Daddy of post-game interviews. (laughs) And I tell you, the the thing that always gets me when I watch that back, the posters surrounding him looking like he's recording it from his bedroom. It really (laughs) dates it.
0: It's (laughs) so good.
2: So good. It would be better if it wasn't attributed to Alex Ferguson as well. Like, I know I like anyone, but just having to look at that whenever it's written about with... It shows the genius mind games of Alex
3: Ferguson. Please just stop it. Yeah, Newcastle lost the league because of that. Nothing to do with United having a much better team. It's just all <laughs> because of that interview. Um, if we go back to
2: 2004, um, Ian Holloway's QPR team have just beaten Chesterfield. And uh, he says to put it in gentleman's terms, our performance today wasn't the best looking bird. at least we got her in the taxi.
3: (laughs) You couldn't say that, man. You couldn't say it.
2: Uh, Floyd Mayweather telling Larry Merchant, HBO need to fire your ass. You don't know shit about boxing. After KOing Victor Ortiz.
3: Larry Merchant telling him if he was 50 years younger, he'd kick his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a highlight. Disrespectful that was. was he did was, let you say "Like I would not have kicked his ass. So you didn't need to clarify that.
2: So okay. <laughs> Big man Floyd. I mean, we've got one in our, in our intro for the pod, and that's uh, Mike Tyson after knocking out Luce Alvarez in 2000. Giving it the uh, I was going to rip his heart out on the best ever, most brutal, vicious. He's no Alexander. Oh, I'm Alexander. Um, I think it's the best interview ever to be honest for someone that intelligence-wise shouldn't be much of a talker to come out with that unbelievable I don't know how many times he practiced it in the mirror
3: yeah I'd like to believe it was off the cuff but I'm not sure if he has that in it
2: it's a bit too smooth
3: his podcast would suggest he doesn't have that in him
2: <laughs> yeah. my style is impetuous my defense is impregnable and I'm ferocious I want your hurt I want to eat his children
3: he would have been
2: kittens of that. <laughs> the worst thing about it is the interviewer trying to like stop his walk off, which is what makes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tries stopping him to ask him another question. Not, we, there's no, what else does he need to say that's going to top that? <laughs> Other than him yelling about spinal, maybe. <laughs> Any that spring to mind for you, uh, TK
3: I always be, as much as we've joked about this year with one, I actually do think if I was a fan, I would have loved that as well. When he goes, like, when they say, like, oh, Do you think they'll react to it? And he said, Some of them you'd back, some of them not so much. You're like, Yeah, go on, Tim. Some of them like I actually genuinely did. I watched it a few weeks back before. I'm pumped at this. It was a great interview. I remember whenever
2: anyone would go at Barca in an interview in the Champions League, especially back in the ITV days. I'd love that, unless apart from when it was Chelsea, then I was fully on board. But when it when it happened to us and Van Persie got in the interview after, and he was like, "Look, look at the record, look at always happens with them," I was
1: fully I, on uh, board. Uh, so in, in the cycling world, um, Mark Cavendish has had some absolutely amazing interviews over the years, um, and the top probably the best one that I can think of was. He was being asked about uh, the. It was a bit of a doping scandal going around, or something. Uh, obviously, one of his teammates really, had been cycling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey! You say say that it's just cycling's the uh, is the uh, the pantomime villain for it, but it's rife everywhere, and we know it. It's anyway, um, the it's um,
0: Is that an <laughs>
1: skill? <laughs> huh? No, not at all, mate. Um, the but anyway, he one of I think it was one of his teammates was pulled up. Um, and was uh, I think he was actually arrested on doping allegations and there was a sort of a press conference and um, he was being asked loads and loads of questions about it and I think he just he got to the point of where he got sick of being asked questions and he just snapped and one of the interviewers asked him so how do you know how do you know that none of your teammates are doing it and he just turned around and said well how do you know I'm not fucking your wife (laughs) 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 live on air (laughs) <laughs> it was just like and you, you, saw, you saw his teammate next to him his facial expression was just like head and hands like oh my god <laughs> yeah, honestly, if you could find that on youtube it is worth it it is worth it
2: these cyclists disgrace us
0: <laughs> any from you jack before we uh, continue i think the one that springs to mind is that it's a fucking disgrace one by drogba and then Gus Hiddick coming out in the interview after, absolutely raging, with the notebook in his pocket, pointing to it saying, I've got five instances written down here.
2: Is that where your notebook antics come from? <laughs> <are you> <laughs> it's a inspired by Goose?
0: Um, it has to be. You've got to learn from the best.
2: <laughs> we said the one week, literally um, saying we were going to dissect Frank's win percentage <laughs> about to finish I said, well, you know what? I've got my notes here I'm ready to go
0: <laughs> he came but off I, I'd spent all day I, <laughs> I was a proper argument
3: <laughs> He's he ready to me. go to war
0: <laughs> he robbed me
2: um, before i let you go um, Alex uh, jack i'll be talking about this with on uh, thursday so i'll ask uh, alex and uh, tk their thoughts on our movie madness semi-finals um alex if we go to you first gladiator and deadpool
1: um, tough call that really tough call uh, but you know uh, you know I'm a sucker for a bit of a history film so I'll go with Gladiator TK
3: as, uh, as Brent would say it's different drinks for different needs <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll roll with Gladiator as well and then uh, Training Day against Kill Bill
1: I'll go with uh, Training Day on that one
3: TK I'm going to go with Kill Bill.
0: Just.
2: And uh, before you go, Jack, don't forget to send me those scorecards. I don't want to be chasing you later in the week. Hounding
0: you. <laughs> I was just thinking, have I
2: sent these ones? No. Um, no, I haven't. Sean, for the first time, was the first to do so, and he's quite pleased about the fact. So, <laughs> go there. Um, and I'll text you in a bit, Jack, about an interview for next week. So... Uh, one we right, spoke bro. about already.
0: Yeah.
2: But so it's locked in. So uh, we'll bid them farewell and me and TK will talk about the
0: pound-for-pound pound king. Ideal. Adios. See you know, boys.
2: Sergeants. You will have a long, hard look in the mirror before you come by next week, Alex.
1: Oh, grower. Grower. Uh,
2: uh, Get out of here before I kick you.
1: Yeah. You, you, this is only going to end like uh, the Spitballers 2, where we're literally just saying grow up to one another. <laughs>
2: spitballers, in between us two. In between us two, Spitballers 2. Could be a good Easily
1: film. Done. Easily done. Freudian <laughs> slip. Right, cheers. Bye. All right,
2: right, two K onto the pound for pound. Number one, the box office clash of the month. Jake Paul, 2-0, 2-KOs, oh, faces off against MMA Superstar, Ben Askren, zero fights, zero wins, zero losses, all that business. Um, you've got a stacked undercard here. Uh, Regis Progray facing off against Ivan, a red catch in the uh, chief support. Red catch lost to Danny Garcia last time out. And going back in time, um, I forgot forgotten he got KO'd by John Molina Jr. Blimey. And uh, Zlatokanin, who was uh, the main man for a, a small t- small time. So he got ironed out by Mikey Garcia. Yeah. James was surprised as had a penalty save just to cost my fantasy team even more.
3: Cheers. I'm right saying so that's he, who Josh Taylor beat for his first world title, wasn't it? Um, Ivan Rykac. Yes, it was, yeah. And then obviously unified against Progate. Yeah. yeah. Against Progate. Yeah, that's a good fight, like that. And Zlatokanin did. Uh,
2: buying them out so you're right there as well um, you've then got Steve Cunningham 29-9-1 against Frank Murr, the uh, <laughs> MMA <laughs> fighter <laughs> oh Jesus you've also got Joe Fournier 8-0 uh, was described um, by the Sun newspaper as um, England's light heavyweight king <laughs> Um, So there you go up against Raycon never heard of him before he's a Colombian musician this is quite something so he's making his boxing debut Um, you've got an all-star commentator team compiled of Pete Davidson Mario Lopez supermodel Taylor Hill Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio and Snoop Dogg my word and then you've also got musical performances from Justin Bieber, The Black Keys, Doja Cat, Saweetie, Diplo, Major Laser, and the first ever performance and world premiere of hip hop supergroup Mount Westmore, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Too Short, and E40. So you've got a lot to look Blimey. forward to there. And you, it's can a get on, you can get that on Fight TV for about $23 what more could you want I'm just seeing if you can buy it on uh, Virgin Media will give you a price if so I'm not seeing it um, but yeah big man uh, Jake Paul stepping up to the plate and as I've made my uh, gamble with the charmer Ben Askren better get ready. He better do what Jake told him. Do not let your kids watch this. Do not let them see what's going to happen to you. It's going to be brutal. Are you on the Jake Paul Express?
3: Right, I've literally just been kicked out of this thing and come back in. All right, well. Are you on the... I asked... uh,
2: I came What's back and you
3: said, Are you on the
2: Jake Paul Express? And that was
3: <laughs> an excellent timing.
2: Well, I said, um, I hope that Ben Askren does what Jake told him to do not let your kids watch this. And <laughs> then asked if you are on the JP Express.
3: Uh, I, I, I don't hate him quite like a lot of people do, but I do have some resentment for him. <laughs>
0: uh,
3: I don't know that Askren is going to be the man to stop the train. What's your I had prediction? Brief, I had briefly convinced myself that, that neither of these two are much, are much good. Askren, the Mazodal knee to the head side, is durable at least. And so I think in a hideous-to-watch scrap, he might well wear Jake Paul down. He's used to, let's face it, blowing people out if he can't do it. Does he starts to mentally panic, physically tire, and that's where Ash can get on top of it. And then I watched Ash can do pads again, and I just any (laughs) confidence I had just diminished. It's not just that he's not very good; it's like he's never done it before in his life. If um, and that is problematic (laughs) in a boxing match.
2: If you have a look on um, Reddit, um, there are people on there that genuinely believe. But Askren is hiding all of his skills <laughs> and, and natural ability that he has, <clears throat> and he's pretending to be this bad in all of the pad videos to try and get in Jake Paul's head. That, that's how conspiracy theories can get out of hand. So, yeah, so bear that in mind if uh, suddenly he does become uh, Superman. Comes out, does eyes. an
3: alley shuffle, starts shoulder rolling. Yeah, I think... Uh, I... Th- The durability thing, and
2: listening to um, the others in the group chat saying, oh, well, it's bigger gloves, he's taken shots in smaller gloves before. With with all due respect, when we've seen these YouTubers and when we've seen celebrity boxing matches and things before, Jake Paul does seem to have more ability than these people. I'm not saying the bar is particularly high, but he looks like he carries some power. Usually in these, I know, you know it was on the head guards, but he looks like he does carry some power. He looks like he can throw a punch. He looks like he's got some basic fundamentals there. And for all of the striking Ben Askren has faced, he's usually got the means to an end in duck under, land the takedown. He can't even do the, the proper duck under in this. His footwork is going to be something horrific. So I, I do think he gets stopped. I think there's nowhere to go when he gets hurt, and he is going to get hurt. He, he was hurt by Meyer, who I don't know the last person he actually did hurt, other than aspirin, So
3: and This is the other thing, is where he once was durable. We've then seen, let's say he took a beating against Robbie Lawler, but got the win. Yeah. Got wiped out by Masvidal, Then, like you said, got hurt by Midas. So, is that the sign of decline as well? We've seen relatively little of him. He's now coming out of retirement. He's had hip surgery. Yeah, it's. it's... And he doesn't but... seem overly bothered by it if he does lose, which is concerning. <laughs> if you're a Dana White, you've put a million pounds on it. Yeah. The,
2: the Lawler one as well. Like, I know he did take a beating in that and it's just going to sound like it's not really a plus, but you do have the plus in MMA when you're hurting. You can at least curl up. You can you can at least cover up. In, in that instance, yeah. if it was boxing, he'd have had to stand back up and get punched by Lawler again. Like, it's not like it's completely the same. Just because you survived one doesn't mean you'll survive the other. Just, and I've seen people saying... Oh, well, if it was a wrestling match, then he deals with him. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it. The isn't fact it? that he is a wrestler does tie into what you've said um, about the durability. He should at least be able to go the distance, but then it's, it's a different type of, it's a different type of uh, energy to expend. It's a different type of like mental because he's got to be switched on for something else that he's not usually doing. So
3: I don't think it ends well for him. No, I've I've talked myself in and talked myself out. I, I, as I said in the group earlier, I like Askren, so I would I would like yeah. to see him do it. Um, I I just struggle to make a case for him either way. That I, I don't see that he can really hurt Jake, um, and I don't see that he's going to be able to pick up rounds to win on decision either. So even if I think it's quite likely, it, it looks horrible with a lot of uh, holding and dirty boxing going on. And Jake, there's enough work each round to win the round, and you, by the end of it, you kind of come out of a situation where you've had not a great spectacle. Jake Paul's the winner, but it's kind of on to the next one rather than anything. Which, for all the hype around this fight, it wouldn't be wouldn't be great. But at the same time, they'll be able to spin it as, wow, Jake's took on a real fighter. He's been able to show heart, grit, survive. You know do the rounds or whatever, show his gas tank, they can always spin it well, can't they? So,
2: I mean, I if you fancy it the, it's really the distance, out. you can get some good money on that.
3: Yeah, I, I did a lot more until when I saw uh, Asker uh, throwing hands out how much his chin is literally just up in the air <laughs> <laughs> waiting to get hit. I mean, even if, like you said, it looks like Jake Paul does have at least a little bit of pop. It might be more than just your average guy and not a lot compared to a, a proper boxer. But even if it's just a little bit, I mean, there's only so long you can get hit in the face before eventually it starts taking its toll. So, eight rounds would look a long time. Something interesting as well because usually you'd expect it to be the other way with the clout and things like that. But
2: everyone that seems to have trained with him does say afterwards, like, he is taking this incredibly seriously. He, he does kind of do things properly. He's sparring the, the, the best guys that he can. Like, you look at... Um, the examples with Logan Paul and with KSI and things like that, they were sparring guys that should never be anywhere near a boxing ring. Putting out
3: footage of knocking
2: them over. Yeah, he looks like he's doing the
3: opposite and he does seem to have just fallen in love with boxing. Uh, And they do seem to respect that he's taking it so seriously. That's one aspect of it I do think, I will say, for all. I'm not a huge fan of him. I do think he's showing the sport necessary respect um it's kind of, and he's getting eyes on it as well. It's yeah. I don't particularly like his business just because, for example, in the press conference with Ask I thought he kind of highlighted everything I don't particularly like about Jake Paul and kind of everything he represents about without sounding like an old man this generation where it's kind of unless he's kind of got the lines written for him ready to go. Yeah, he look he just looked completely flustered and didn't have a clue what he was doing. Whereas you know, the the best thing with the guys who are naturally good talkers is off the cuff, they can do it they want, and I guess I mean Askren wouldn't know have to spell with. Askrin has flummoxed even the best of
2: trash talkers though, because it's hard to insult a man that doesn't take offence. Like yeah, it's, it's it's the thing you'd be you'd be told at school and it'd be like, Well if you just agree with whatever like a bully's saying, like they'd be like, well, oh, yeah, do I like if Askrin, like he shows up in three quarter length shorts and flip flops and a shirt like he is very well aware of what he is he's he's about as yeah. comfortable in his own skin as you can be
3: yeah he doesn't have
2: any insecurities really does it? Compared, especially he especially compared he looked, to Jake he looked much better when he was trash talking with Nate Robinson because Nate Robinson was giving it and so he rose you yeah, yeah. to work off of mm. My, my thing with it, and it's part of the reason why, I mean, I say like him. I'm more like, kind of, I know you said you don't like what he represents. I quite like just seeing him rub people up the wrong way. And it's just the, the notion where some of these guys say he can't call himself a fighter. Like, Tommy Fury saying it. <laughs> like Tommy Fury, they've had the same amount of fights.
3: At this point, there is precious little difference between them
2: really and he didn't do amateur he didn't go amateur either it's like these guys and some of the guys you see in the UFC I mean I I harshly used uh, Shanna Dobson as the example (laughs) earlier and I was saying to Rory it's like if these guys can call themselves fighters they always say in boxing when it comes to people talking from the outside but if you're prepared anyone that's prepared to lace them up get in the ring without the head guard on and fight should deserve everyone's everyone's respect until it comes to these guys and it's like oh they're taking the, the money away some of the people saying it it's like bobby davis jr yeah. isn't getting 100 million to fight regardless of whether a YouTuber is
3: around or not <laughs> like no. what are you talking about no and that's partly my issue with with the some of the line that's taken against Jay Paul and the like of it, but, and also against, with the, you've got to have done it to, yeah have an opinion, is always, but what level do you have to reach to have an opinion? Because, even if you do it and then get to seven area title level, which is obviously a very good level, at yeah. a professional level, for your average person, well, does I well, give you a justification to then talk about yeah. world title I Everyone to say, no, no, well, what do you know? you never reached that height. Yeah. So, it, it, never, it never really adds that. I do agree with you that, I like that Jake Paul's rile people up. I just don't particularly like him.
0: Uh, I do no, like the I, reaction I, he's I had though. That. So
3: I can't I kinda can't can't win and can't lose in that respect. I tell you what would have been, and he had the right idea with going for him, but Dylan Dallas would have been the perfect Yeah. Yeah. Because you, he's got hands like Askren, maybe even worse, according to what you've said. I've not yeah. seen enough of Dallas to really judge, I will admit. But from what everyone said that's the case. And also the persona. I think he could have dragged them into these press conference arguments where they both look as bad as each other. And he kind of could have been... He's basically asking in terms for of too much guy.
2: money, Dylan Dennis. Like, if, if Askren's been offered enough money, who makes more money than Dylan Dennis, who doesn't even fight because he's always injured, I, I don't know what he's asking for.
3: I guess the problem is, Dylan Dennis' age, he probably thinks he's got a career ahead of him, rather yeah. than Askren, who's literally come out and said he's doing this as a one-off bit of fun, almost. Yeah, it's,
2: it's an interesting one. I mean, um, Jake, Jake Paul said that Ben Askren is a wannabe fighter who choked in the UFC and the Olympics. Um, and Colby Cummington, of all people, labels Jake Paul an embarrassment to society and hopes Ben <laughs> sure Askren I shuts his mouth. Um, <laughs> I mean... So that's probably computer, nice for him. Your two I'm boys are arguing. Um, but the Colby one, um, he's taken one too many shots at Leon Edwards, um, and I don't know. I mean, if he, I, I, I the more I've warmed to Usman, the more, the more I've uh, gone against Colby. So, I mean, I don't dislike him. I think a lot of what he said is pretty horrific, but.
3: I think Kobe started losing some support where he started sending for LeBron and then he thought, oh, I'm not sure, here, man. am I? I'm not sure.
2: Well, I always think with ones like that is trash-talking the people that are trash-talking back is kind of a, a grab slot. He told sending shots are like Pollyanna-Viana. <laughs> so what are you doing? Like yeah, you, yeah. you can't be this desperate for attention. No. So uh, there we go. Um something else I was gonna say and I'm trying to remember what it was. No. It's not coming to me. i am sure. Are I'm you going for early KO? Uh yeah, within the first three I reckon. Yeah, we got eight we got eight rounds, so it seems fair. And then uh Chama can give me my Moolah. Surprised he took that but surprised. Yeah, so peer pressure. Yeah. But there we go Rory so, stuck it on you both well, didn't you stick it on me I was more than happy to, <laughs> to take it so anyway thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod we'll be back next week goodbye